Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's over. Wimbledon 2023 has finished. Yes, um, it feels like it finished a long time ago because I've already moved on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, different in the sport, typical, a different sport, but but with links to tennis. Um, I'm back on the paddle scene. Well, there's tennis been, in the name. Well, it does. This now people don't want to hear about it now, but there's a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. Um, there are many. There are many. It's tennis. Just like there court. are similarities between table tennis and tennis. <gasps> No, there are there are so many more. Uh, you know, one of the big things is that I would say eighty percent of the professional paddle players played tennis. Uh, there was there was a player I was doing today, and she only stopped playing tennis at the age of twenty four, and she's now international paddle level at twenty seven. So no. there's a lot of. I bet it's the same in table tennis. No, it's not the same in table tennis. <laughs> oh, no. I have to say, from working on the Commonwealth Games on the table tennis... Uh, you did, I did, to not, be fair, yes. I, I did not... A, it's a very different sport, and I did not come across one person or player who had a background in tennis. I mean, it is just tennis on a table. That's it. It's, well, it's exactly the same. Well, I mean, I mean, oh, I can't. But no, I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm just messing with you. It's fine. In, in Madrid, um, Premier Paddle, which is a lot of fun. It's very exciting. But it was a very quick shift from Wimbledon. Very quick shift from to the point where I opened my my rucksack that I always have, and I still had my accreditation. I wasn't wearing it, but I still had my Wimbledon accreditation and some of my Wimbledon notes. That's that's the little change over time I had to get out of one mode and into the other mode. But I'm in Spain and the colleagues I have out here who work pretty much on paddle the whole time know I work in tennis. Guess who they wanted to talk about? Uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And you know one of the first things I did, this might be of interest to people, the name thing, the name thing. Honestly... Because there were lots of people on social media talking about whether it be radio or television. One saying Alcaraz, one saying Alcaraz. Is it Alcaraz? Is it Alcaraz? So I thought, I'm in Spain, so I'm going to try and nail this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort it out once and for all. Okay. Right? So I was talking to a friend of mine, David, who is, he works in general sports. So he hosts a radio show and he does tennis and he does football and paddle. And I said, so you, because I didn't want to say it. So I said, you know that fella that won Wimbledon? And he was looking at me as if to say, how do you not know his name? I said, you know the Spanish guy that won Wimbledon? He went, yes. I said, who is he? Because <laughs> I wanted him to say it. And he said, Carlos Alcaraz. And I said, why did you just say Alcaraz? He said, and then he said, I did, didn't he? Didn't I? He said, he said, because when I'm speaking English, Alcaraz and it sounds normal. He said, obviously, if I was speaking to you in Spanish, I'd say Alcaraz. 
but right. he said speaking he said speaking english i would uh, i would say alcaraz which is i i say alcaraz yeah um, this is this is the forever battle that us commentators have this is pretty much all we talk about when we're not on air <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. It's true but it is a hot it's topic true. of conversation when it comes to pronunciations because yeah ultimately you know, you want to be respectful and pronunciate names as they should be spoken but we are also commentating in english so i remember when shontek came out with her little interview thing that she did say and, and some yeah. the, the interviewer asked her directly you know how do you say your name yeah. and she said specifically in polish it is shontek in English, it is Swiatek. So then everybody in our field of work was saying, well, we've got to call her Shontek. And I was saying, well, hang on a minute. We're commentating in English. And she said in English, it's Swiatek. So anyway, did, and it's similar with Alcaraz she... and Alcaraz, because I think in English it is Alcaraz and in Spanish it's Alcaraz. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not speaking in Spanish. So I would call him Alcaraz. But it's but oh, it's difficult. Didn't Didn't she then say... That she was called Schwerte. Like, I think they then followed up with what do you want to be called? Because that didn't really help giving two versions, did it? And I think she said Schwerte, didn't she? I'm pretty sure. I may have made that up. I, I can't remember was... that bit. <laughs> I can't remember that bit. But yeah, as I say, it, it's just, it's difficult when you want to be respectful. But there are, yeah, there are certain... There are certain limits, as I say, we're commentating in English. When you're at the French Open, you wouldn't speak in English and say we are here in Paris. You call it Paris because <laughs> I would laugh if you said that. Did you? Did you enjoy my French I, accent? I, 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 no, I wasn't laughing at your accent. If somebody on radio said "Hello, welcome to Paris," I'd be like, "What are you doing?" But you know uh, what I mean. It's but in, it, we don't like we call it Paris because we're speaking in English. Yeah. It, it's I, I don't know. It, but it was it's interesting. All... I I I just wanted to have that conversation with a Spanish person, and I just found it so interesting that when he was speaking to me in English, because despite my Spanish course, my Spanish is is rubbish, um, that when he was speaking to me in English, he said Alcaraz, but then when he was speaking, he said, but in Spanish, I'd say Alcaraz. He said, but it sa- it doesn't sound right in English, so I would I would anglicize it. I would say. I would say Alcaraz. It's not going to change anything. And people who say Alcaraz are still going to say Alcaraz. And people who say Alcaraz are still going to say Alcaraz. But I just wanted to have the conversation with someone in Spain. (laughs) Because I was like, is there a right or wrong? And it's a little bit like my Spanish teacher said, you can say gracias or gracias. And and both are right. And both will be understood. So I think it's... I know sometimes when we commentate and if we're working for a company or group, they might want you to say a name a certain way. So you have uh, uniformity. So there is, you know, we will go with X and we're all going to say X. But um, yeah, that was just quite interesting because a lot of people were saying, people can't agree and someone's saying this and someone's saying that. But he was very excited to talk about Alcaraz because he had actually interviewed him for his sports show on the evening he won. And they just said that the buzz about him here is amazing. And the fact that they've had Nadal for all these years all these years and just as Nadal I think it's fair to say is is on the wane if I can use that word with injuries and he's hoping to come back next year for kind of a final farewell suddenly they have Alcaraz and and he's the real deal and he he almost couldn't believe it he said we just can't comprehend what we have in Alcaraz and how seemingly it, it it's happened so quickly yeah I mean they're pretty pretty spoiled aren't they 
the Spanish <laughs> the Spanish fans. I feel bad for all the other Spanish players though. The years of being David Ferrer or Bautista <laughs> Gut or Carreño Buster and turning up to press conferences. Oh, no one no one wanna to speak to me? Okay, that's that's why I guess you're all just here for Rafa. Um, you know, it feels like it's just gonna continue on, isn't it? If you're number two, three, four, five, six, seven in Spain. You're probably doing pretty well when it comes to a tennis career, but nobody cares. Um, I mean, there's yeah, there's ridiculous. those that don't mind it because they can just carry on. Do you know what I mean? There are some players that said, actually, I didn't mind that X got all the publicity and the fame. I can just go about my business. But there will be others thinking, well, hang on a second. I'm working really hard. I'm actually really good. But there's this superstar. I mean, this superstar has gone as is playing Hotman Cup this weekend. I mean, he's not having any time. I know he's young and he can, but moving from the grass, switching onto the clay and he's, he's an unstoppable force at the moment. Yeah, it's amazing the timing as well that he really has arrived as Rafa has stopped. Like, yeah. I mean, it literally is a seamless, if you're a Spanish tennis fan, like it's in Spain and not going to lose any tennis fans in the void post Rafa. It, it, they're just going to transfer seamlessly because what else would you do? They're not, you know, Alcaraz and Nadal are not going to be rivals. It's just, it's just, it's right at the very end. It's just the perfect, the perfectly timed handing over of the baton of Spanish tennis. Quite, quite extraordinary how it's happened. We're all very jealous of Spanish fans. That's, that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, what, what a phenomenon, phenomenon. That's what phenomenon. That's that song. You know that that song that the Muppets do. That I'm not going to phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm delirious. I'm I can quite honestly admit I'm delirious. Straight from Wimbledon, long days here. So I'm not going to break into. The, he he is. I think for me, a big thing about him, and and people. I remember talking to people. You know, Pat Cash and and Tim Hemmen. You know, people have been there, sort of seen it, done it, and and they're describing him as the complete player. And you're thinking, wow, he's twenty. And I think for me, it's how he he's like a sponge. It's how he learns, how quickly he learns, how quickly he learned on the grass from almost going out to Rinduchneck in the first round at Queens to winning it in his third tournament to what happened to him on the clay at Roland Garros. I know it's a, a different surface, it's a more demanding surface, but the body cramping because of the weight of expectation. And then he comes out and does that to Djokovic on grass on centre court. It's, it's not normal. It, and it's quite incredible. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be a step too far playing Djokovic in the final because it's a final, it's grass. Um, but the the rapid learning and growth of him on the grass is is beyond ridiculous, as in even Rafa didn't do it that quickly. It's just, it was sort of absurd. And what I loved, you know, seeing the early rounds... And if you compare him and a other, another youngster, Yannick Sinner, who did incredibly well, made the semis, right? Semis. God, I can't remember. Yep. <laughs> and it's a long time ago, isn't it? <laughs> he made the semis. So he obviously did very well. You know, well done, Yannick. But the difference in approach on the grass was absolutely huge. So Carlos, he was... He was trying to execute the movement. There were certain drop shots that he didn't pick up that he could have maybe gone for a slide into to make sure that he got there, but he didn't. He ran through it and he tried to slam the brakes on afterwards, you know, when they do that, lots of stamping little steps to slow down quickly. He was fully committed to 
this is how I'm going to play on grass. And it might not work out this year, but this is my future. It ended up working out this year because he does learn so quickly. By contrast, you had Yannick Sinner, who was doing all kinds of weird stuff on the grass because he didn't know any other way <laughs> and he was slipping and sliding and I don't know we can talk about his shoes because I don't know what he did to his shoes um you know th- th- at Wimbledon I've never seen anything like it and yeah I think that for me with Alcaraz was the most extraordinary display of full commitment to the longer term now it turns out long term with Carlos Alcaraz is about two weeks just less than two weeks, enough to win a Grand Slam in terms of his development. For everybody else, it's two years. But for him, it's two weeks. As you say, the the journey that he travelled on from the beginning to the end of that tournament was absolutely bonkers. Um, And you watched him in that final, and there was the occasional slide, but he was using the slide on the grass similarly to Djokovic, as in, you know, he was doing it because he felt like it was the right decision, but he had other options, not as opposed to Yannick Sinner, who was doing it because he just had nothing else to do. He had to slide into it because he just had, he had no other choice. Um, And so that's what I think was so just, just extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary to watch because everybody says how the grass is playing like a hardcore and it is, it's playing harder and firmer and all of that stuff, but still the movement needs to be grass court movement and i cannot believe that in his fourth ever grass court event he was able to come up with grass court movement to a level that wins wimbledon like that just doesn't make any sense i can't quite comprehend it because he's he's the outlier because you're not saying yannick sinner should have done better what you're saying is yannick sinner is a, a normal example of someone who's learning and it takes time to learn but it's hard because when you look at Alcaraz and say well if he's done it why can't he but you almost have to take Alcaraz out of the picture because he's not normal yeah he it's completely abnormal as I say like it took Rafa years longer than than this to do and okay you could say well he was up against Federer one of the greatest grass quarters of all time but I mean come on Alcaraz was playing Djokovic you know, maybe it's not Djokovic at his absolute peak, but he's not far away. And he was coming into that tournament as hands down the favourite. And I still think that the Alcaraz that we saw in rounds one and two would not have won that final. That's how far of a a journey he he came on in terms of the, de- the, the development of his game. Just absolutely extraordinary. I mean, how lucky are we to have him in, in the sport? It's stupid. He's just going to be an absolute superstar. And you know what? It's amazing thinking after after witnessing that final and the fact that it came down to five sets as well and that he beat him in five it it just had everything everything going in Alcaraz's direction because that's the thing you think with Novak he's in a final so that's going to go in his direction it's best of five so that'll go it ends up going to five so that's going to favor him and still Alcaraz overcomes it all and you sort of at the end of the final I think people were going oh will Djokovic get another chance will Will he get another grand slam at all I wanted to ask you this because we had this conversation around Serena Williams who'd then what be five finals after she became a mum and 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 didn't 
didn't manage great to great effort. Look, Huge achievement. No, incre- I'm not I'm not downgrading her effort. I'm just saying in terms of what she wanted to achieve, she didn't achieve what she wanted to achieve. Do you see what I mean? And in terms of what she did and, and getting to those finals was phenomenal, but in terms of her end game, she didn't get there. Djokovic has a similar end game. He wants to have the most of all time and and oh it's a big statement is there a chance that maybe he doesn't get another one now because there's there's definitely there's age there's time there's doubt there's pressure there's Alcaraz (laughs) I mean Wimbledon was a a banker this was a banker for Djokovic this was the banker this was the banker of the bunch I think you could argue Oz as well because Djokovic has been so dominant loves Oz but but really, um, yeah, I mean, really, he's got to be feeling fairly fortunate to get away with Roland Garros this year. Um, and, yeah, as you say, like, it's now every slam. I can't see how Alcaraz isn't the favourite, unless there's injury. I can't see how, I can't see how Djokovic is ever going to be the favourite again. I'm not saying he won't win, but... When you're not the favourite, then you are relying on other things to happen. So you're relying on somebody else to beat Alcaraz, or for Alcaraz to be injured, or for Alcaraz to not play well, or be tired, or whatever else it is. That's what everybody else has had to contend with playing against Djokovic for so many years. It's like, yeah, sure, if Djokovic plays at 60% and you play better than you've ever played in your life or ever thought or could ever comprehend happening, you have a chance of holding serve. Like, <laughs> that's that's sort of the deal um, when Djokovic has been around. Um, and now it's flipped for Djokovic. I think it's going to be a case of he's going to need to rely on other things happening and falling into place so that he can come through and win. And and that might happen because, you know, four slams a year, we're not saying that Alcaraz is going to win every single one. It, that's I don't think that's going to happen either. There will be opportunities and more than likely it will be that, that Djokovic comes through to win. But we've had so many years of Djokovic just being the heavy favourite um, with everywhere apart from Roland Garros. Um, and you know, being very successful in winning, it's uh, it's exciting times. It's scary times. It's going to be really interesting to see how Djokovic reacts to what happened at Wimbledon because I think he was probably as surprised as as most of us. And I did. There was just the one person I bumped into that didn't pick him to win it. And again, she had done that not for tennis reasons, just personality reasons. She had gone against Djokovic, but she was the only one. No one for tennis reasons had picked anyone else other than Djokovic to win. So seeing his reaction is going to be is going to be very, very interesting. And let, so I managed to link Alcaraz to the paddle, right? I can also link Ongebeur mm. to the paddle because Ongebeur has been here at the Premier Paddle in Madrid for the last two days. Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. You see, you there see. You um, she has been because her manager agent is the runs the tournament here so she came over to see him and she spent a lot of time talking to the paddle players lots of photos taken uh courtside watching them and they they loved having her around so it was amazing to have her around so on on Jabir has been here and uh i mean where are you with what happened in the final with with on Jabir? oh it's painful isn't it that's a, it's a, that was a really yeah. tough thing to watch. 
I think. There have been some other tough finals along the yeah. years that have been difficult to watch. Um, but that was was really, really difficult. It, it wasn't just the fact that she lost. It was the fact that she just couldn't she just couldn't play she just couldn't do it she couldn't bring herself to be present she was negative from the very very start even at two love up you know she didn't deal with the situation and I think that we unfairly expected her to deal with the situation because it's her third time so you just sort of assume that by now you know this is the moment this is what it's all building for this is the fairy tale sport doesn't give a monkeys about fairy tales unfortunately it, it doesn't matter you know the amount of times you hear in sport like somebody deserves something sport doesn't care at all um you know you think you know Andy Murray was in what five Australian Open finals never won one you know there are plenty of other incredible players that never got their hands on a grand slam um and this might be a reality for Ons you know it, it you know people have to accept that she may never win a grand slam um and you know I think if you remember, it's something that Andy Murray talked about with Ivan Lendl about Wimbledon, the, the desperation to win it. And actually, one of the things that Lendl said to him was, well, you might not. Like This might never happen for you. And actually, that was the release of the pressure, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it was it was it was really difficult to watch somebody just get quite overwhelmed, I think, by by the situation. How do you stop caring so much? Because she wants it so badly. How do you... Because you want that desire and passion in someone. But it, it's got to the point where it's it's overwhelming her. So how do you stop caring as much? Well, I think similar to the Andy Murray thing, really. I mean, look, I've never been in these sorts of situations. I've got no idea, to be honest. But I do think the Andy Murray story was really fascinating that as soon as he because he just assumed it was going to happen and this happens a lot when you're a tennis player you know you you reach a certain um peak and you always think there's going to be another one a better one i remember greg rosetsky talking about that once um you know he did a lot of work with us through uh wimbledon this year but years ago i remember talking to him and talking about his grand slam final he made the final of the us open and him saying the thing is, is that you never realise that that's the moment because you always, he's like, I assumed that I was going to have more Grand Slam finals. I assumed I was going to just continue improving as I always had done in my career and that I would get my hands on a Grand Slam. Like that was, that's the logic, you know, and you do assume this stuff. You assume that you're always going to go on to bigger and better things and you never know when that that peak is. I mean, look, she's been in three Grand Slam finals out of the last five so she's obviously exceptionally uh, consistent, that's for sure, and is operating at a level that is close to good enough to winning a Grand Slam, but it's not quite there because she's been one match away every time. Um, you know, but look, this one's going to hurt more than the other two, I think, without question, because this one felt yeah. felt like it was on the table for her with Von Drusova, and it's not to say that Von Drusova wouldn't have won. But Ons, I think, just... I don't know. I, I, you know, with Rebecca um, with Rebecca at uh, uh, Wimbledon last year, and it was Fiontech at the US Open, they were just better than her in the end. Like, I know it was three sets against Rebecca, but they were just the better player. 
and this just wasn't that at all. She just she just didn't she did she didn't put herself on the court at all. She just wasn't able to do it. And I and about halfway through the second set, she looked defeated. She looked like she realized she was going to lose. But then ten minutes later, it was four all, and I was thinking, but it's four all. You might not lose, you know. Um, and you know, it, it's just. I mean, you you can't imagine it, and you don't know. You don't know how you're going to react until you're out there, do you? Um, even if it is the third time, maybe she needs to win elsewhere because it, it feels a grand slam is a grand slam but it feels there's a real importance on wimbledon a real i don't know maybe she has to sort of to similar crack. to andy how he obviously yeah. won us and winning the olympics was yeah. big maybe and she then has to that helped crack it i mean we had kim kleisters in the box who's got to four grand slam finals lost four grand slam finals before before she won and i mean Isn't honestly amazing she, how you forget that though Right, like I only yeah. think about the Grand Slams. She, she, exactly, she yeah. won four Grand Slams in the end, didn't she? So yeah, and and you don't think about. And she was in the controversy, and she was so emotional. She's a good friend with Ons. She spoke a lot about. She was late one day for us in the radio box because Ons said, "Where's my hug?" And before every match, she had to go and give Ons a, a hug. And and Onsbear has spoken about, you know, her chats with 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 Kim Kleisters. And, and Kim was very emotional in the box. So we had two very emotional. We had Naomi Brody, who's a very good friend of hers. Uh, I think Anjabur sort of substitutes a sort of childcare at tournaments where they're both at looking after uh, Naomi's twins. Um, they were both very emotional, but Kim Kleister, she, she at one point she said, I wish the glass wasn't here. I just want to reach out of this box and tell her to be positive, to tell you, do you know what I mean? She was, she was so, the, the negativity that was sort of emanating from Jabur. Kleister said, I just don't want there to be a window here. I want to I want to speak to her. I want to reach out and tell her, you know, just keep going. One point, next point. You know, she said, I want her to fist pump. I want her to walk positively because the negativity, it, it was like bringing everyone down. So you can only imagine what it was doing to Anjabur. It was extraordinary though, wasn't it? As in, I've never seen her be like that. As in, that's, it's just so anti-Ons. Like, Ons is just a breath of fresh air and she is so positive. And yeah, she gives herself a hard time on the court. She's competitive. You, know, you don't get to Grand Slam finals without doing that. But um, but yeah, even I remember like, yeah, two love up in the first set. And she just, she's looking to her team. She's looking really concerned. She's looking panicked. She's upset at any miss. And it was just like, no, no, you've got off to a decent start here. Like, I know you're not playing as well as you want to, but this is all, this is often a, a difficulty. And look, I can't speak for being in a Grand Slam final, of course. I've got absolutely no idea. I can't comprehend the, the pressures that, you know, Kim would have been talking about. But there is this thing with, with tennis players, and I know I've talked about it before, of just being so wrapped up in being desperate to play well in big moments and then not understanding that it that actually is irrelevant the fact is, is that you, if you're being competitive, then just get on and compete. It's enough. Like, and, and yeah. that's that's the thing. Like, is it enough? And she was getting so wrapped up, I think, in just being desperate to play her best tennis that I don't think she realised that what she was doing was enough. She could have won the match playing like that. Sure, it was seventy percent of her best. You know, at times lower than that, but you know, maybe overall. Um, you know, but it was still enough, as I say, like, yeah, sure. Like, I know you want to hit everything cleanly and feel a million dollars and play a Simona Halep final when she cuffed Serena Williams, which was just yeah, absolutely wow. perfection. <laughs> but what you're doing, you're two love up, you're in a good position. Like what you're doing is this could get the job done. And I just don't think she was able to 
to recognise that. I think she was just so desperate to not only win, but just... I I think possibly going into the match, as well with a, a match-up against Von Drusova, I think Ons essentially thought, if I play well, I win Wimbledon. And you can understand that, because I think that's a correct. that's correct. But yeah. I think what she... F- possibly didn't go into the match understanding is that even if she didn't play well she could still play with Wimbledon and I think she got so wrapped up in like if I just play well I'm gonna do this and then because she wasn't playing very well she was like oh my god I'm not gonna do it and it's like no 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 you are you're you're doing it you're you're out there doing it you you, do you know do you see what I'm saying as in she still could have done it but she was so focused on and so desperate to play well because she knew that if she did she would definitely win that she got so wrapped up in that and it it completely fell apart Marquetta von Drusa who is the Wimbledon champion for 2023 I think in her press conference, she was asked why her husband didn't cry. <laughs> um, how the hairless cat Frankie is. He did a little bit, I thought. She, he looked, I, I think he was probably just shocked. I mean, for heaven's sake. I mean, his wife did not have a great grass court record. <laughs> she she wasn't coming in as a name we were talking about. I know we talk a lot about her injuries, but injuries aside, she didn't have, she had what, three or four tour level grass court wins coming into Wimbledon? That, yeah, that, yeah, no, exactly. So he, no, he not not a single you know, soul in the on the planet picked her to win. I mean, probably not even her husband. You know, a couple of days before he was doing his job, looking after the hairless cat and the pug. Next minute, he's on a plane, sitting in the player's box. Next minute, his wife is winning Wimbledon. And and that's that's all sorts of cha- I I loved I thought Annabelle Croft's on court interviews were amazing, the right tone, the right everything, and and she got some humour and she got some personality out of the players. And you know Von Drusfeld, he said, yeah, I'm gonna you know get a new tattoo and my coach has got to get one and I'm gonna have some beer tonight. And then you see her next day, the next day holding the Venus Rosewater dish in kind of jeans. Kind of an oversized oh, that picture. Was ridiculous. So, was it- I said, I sent you that picture, and what what was my caption? You said something. I, think I said something. She, she looks like she's ready to the decorate house. the spare yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked back, and I thought, "You are absolutely you're right. wearing so like an of- overall on jeans. Like what? you've just worn Wimbledon. Most people are in like fancy gowns. It's like an oversized pink shirt with kind of like a t- yeah. It, it did exactly as you'd imagine someone putting on the sort of oldish. Not that they would do it, but like you know, the clothes that they're going to paint the spare room in. But, you know, what what a lovely young lady. She's had her own battles and hardships. You know, I'm not... We had the Rebecca situation last year when she goes to the US Open and she was on, like, court 103. And I'm, I'm having a feeling that Marquette of Andrisha is not necessarily going to get one of the two main courts. But... No. I'm not sure she'd be that bothered. I mean, we keep asking the question, what's the secret to the success of the Czech Republic? Someone needs to bottle that and sell it around the world. They got a lot of they got a lot of talented people, they got a lot of good coaches, they work hard, they push each other. From what she's saying, it seems like they all pretty much get on and they help each other, they get advice from each other. But I, I love watching her play. I, I love I love the angles, I love the drop shots, I like the way she mixes things up I think you know she but I understand why the headlines were as they were she wasn't necessarily the focus of them but my word we who picked who went for their double of Alcaraz and Von Drusseva as the Wimbledon champions for 2023 no one no one no one no it's, no not not possible not possible um <laughs> yeah no I mean she's 
she's amazing, isn't she? Really cool. Yeah. She's sort of cool. quite relatable, isn't she? I mean, similar to most of the Czechs, as in just, as you say, like, well, you know, just go have a beer, get a tattoo and have a beer. Well done me. I'm wondering... she pops. Now she's won a... What was the prize money? Like two million or something, was it? Or a one yeah, million? Yeah, quite a lot. So two million? I think she'll be but, all right for a while. Well, I'm, I'm hoping she might be able to afford some hair for the cat. <laughs> Because I, I just, I know they come hairless, but I just don't get why you would buy a hairless cat because cats are things you're meant to cuddle. And I think that would freak me out if I woke up and there was this like hairless thing. I know I've gone off on a tangent, but... They're a bit quirky, I, aren't they? But you can't, you, you can't really cuddle. It's like cuddling a, a bald person or something. <laughs> I, I need a little bit of time off and uh, <laughs> I, that... well can I just apologize to all of the bald people listening <laughs> this, no you know this what it's is, like Gigi's views are not the views you know... of the podcast they're not representative in any way I'm I, married to I somebody think... who's bald <laughs> no you know so... I, think, I think what I meant by bald is you know mm-hmm. and obviously we love them but you know when you have and you've had one fairly recently a newborn baby and they're kind of wrinkly right just wrinkly skinny wrinkly when they're in their goblin phase yes it, it's <laughs> it's like cuddling a goblin is it not <laughs> but but you know that that your goblin as you call your children will will sort of grow get bigger and get hair this cat's it's not getting any it's gonna stay as a mm. goblin and i just mm-hmm. i don't know i mean there is a place for them but i just i don't know. <laughs> just get, it just gives me the creeps a little bit but as i said oh, to who was i saying to earlier today i'm approaching i'm coming to the end of my fourth week without a day off and this is the consequence yeah <laughs> just it's it's um it's madness i've actually told my children because I fly back on Monday and uh, the dad's going around some business. You know, one comes back, one goes away. And I've said, Tuesday, we're having a pyjama day. And they're like, wow, because they're on holiday. And they said, pyjama day? I said, yep, stay in bed, we can watch movies, we can eat rubbish food. But it's just because I want to do that. I'm so yeah, desperate. Yeah, I want to come. Yeah, I'm so desperate. That would be weird. But I'm so desperate to stay in bed <laughs> in my pyjamas and just watch movies. Obviously, I'll have to watch cartoons, but just or or I could watch Fifteen Love in bed on Tuesday. Yay! Hey, the movie slash not a movie is released tomorrow. Or if hang on, no, it depends when you're listening to this. It's released on Friday, Friday the twenty first. I don't think people are going to listen to this before tomorrow because it is approaching tomorrow right now okay so say it's quite okay, late so, so let's, change, let's change that to it's released it's now live it's, the movie that's not well, a movie in the uk it's out and i've had a number of questions about international stuff and it will be released everywhere but Ooh. not today oh Ooh. okay yeah so but you we, can get we those we, you can get those things can't you those things where you the, can the watch vpns I, yes. yeah i mean i don't know because you're going to need a prime account and stuff in this country so i'm not i'm not sure how that works um if you can do it excellent yeah definitely and, do it but it will it will be released uh everywhere um it's at some point throughout the summer it's not Ooh. um 
it's not going to be ages to wait, but they just need to now, do I was deals, etc. I was talking to Judy Murray, and who gave me a signed copy of her book, The Wild Card, which oh, yeah. I'm very excited about. I'm going to read that on the plane, on the way. I'm not going to work. I'm going to, I'm going to get stuck into the book. But she was, and we were talking about 15 Love, because there's kind of a slight crossover, isn't there? There are some themes that, yes. that, that cross over. And she said that she saw, and I can't believe I haven't seen this, she had an mm. advanced screening of 15 Love. And my she immediate thought seen it was... all. She well, watched all six episodes. I know. And my immediate thought was, hang on a second, where was my advanced screening of this? But I moved on from that. But she said that she thought it was great. And she thought it was so realistic. Tennis stuff was amazing. She was full of praise. Oh, well, she is just generally very lovely, isn't she, Judy? So, lovely. Very lovely. You know, even if she hated it, I'm sure she would still say... say actually, maybe she wouldn't. Maybe she would just <laughs> no, say, that is terrible. Um, well, I don't think she'd be as effusive if she didn't mean it. Because she really was like, it's so realistic. She wouldn't say that because if it wasn't, people would be like, Judy, what are you talking about? It wasn't. So well, I think, that's good. you know, she obviously knows her onions and she was like... This was great. The work name he did it on on it was really good. And and you sent me a couple of reviews that are saying it's it's kind of one of the things to watch. Well, so they say it is. Yeah. So See? it's been in uh, yeah some national national papers and reviews. People saying this is something that they should watch this week. Of course it is. It's going to be great. Of course it um, is. Yeah. Look, but I, I'm very confident that it's going to do well. As I've said, the production company have they just have churned out great drama after great drama after great drama Dep- doesn't matter what platform it's on um and some of the dramas that like, i've really enjoyed i had no idea that they made so I, like i watched the diplomat recently mm. and they were like oh yeah that's oh, one that's of good yeah like, oh okay oh cool. there you go that was very good that was very dramatic i think that was more dramatic than ours um but there you go so yeah no i'm 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 excited for it coming out i can't wait to hear what everybody's got to say um and to see everybody in it you know i hired um, I think, I, I don't know if I said before, I hired about 140 different people, 140, 50 different people um, to be in it. So lots of people that I know from within the world of tennis. So I'm quite looking forward to people watching it and spotting themselves. So like one of my friends is a body double and she, even in the trailer, she was spotting all the bits that were her and not the actor um, try to work it out now hang on well. hang on a second, hang on a second. So not saying I would have been a body double for a tennis player. Uh, but could you have snuck me in there? Could I have been, could you have got me sort of um, in the crowd or like a... Well, I, I was very disappointed that, because in the in the very opening scene, there's commentary and I was like, right, right guys, I've got commentators coming out of my ears. It's <laughs> like... You really do. And I was really pushing them. I was like, let's get proper commentators to make it, you know, make it sound great yeah uh they did not do that and they just went with actors well you could have done it you could have you could have said look i'm here stick me in a room and i can do your commentary i i just wanted to be someone i wanted to be like a security guard i could have been someone clapping in the crowd do you know what i can't believe the um the extras like they you know it's a pretty good gig actually i was chatting a lot to them and uh yeah i mean some of them just they just sort of signed up with an agency and they just 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 pootle around. I mean, if you if you if you've got flexible work, or if you're not working, or if you're retired, yeah. there were some people there who were sort of re- in retirement. They just go down with the agency and they just pick up a bit of work every month, and they can say yes or no to stuff. Um, 
and uh yeah like it's, it's pretty pretty fun i think being involved in in stuff like that it's, i mean it's it's tedious i mean we had some some night shoots where we shot all night so i was at an advantage because oh. obviously we work through the night often <laughs> tennis putting on a match at two o'clock in the morning that's what we love um but uh yeah so i had a slight advantage there but um yeah no i think everybody really enjoyed it all the kids i mean because what was nice was at wimbledon so one of the body doubles was working at wimbledon she was doing the graphics um also the opponent in the opening scene i think she was doing stats at wimbledon so i bumped into her and i and i had everything on my laptop so i was like have a look have a look at your your scene and all this sort of stuff um so yeah so i was seeing plenty of people around and that's the world of tennis really it's very exciting, although one of our listeners, rightly, because you um, retweeted the Amazon picture of 15 Love, you know, coming soon, coming out, and they rightly said that it looks like a movie. I mean, there's a lot of people that have said to me, this looks like, a, I mean, you look like a movie poster. Yeah, I mean, it's five, it's five hours long, though. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to, if you want to just binge it all and watch it like it's a film, like it's a movie, it'll be five see, hours. All roads, five hours. So I... So it's out today. Um, I have a lot of paddle to do today being Friday. <laughs> a lot. Um, so I think I'm going to have to watch it next week. So I don't want any spoilers. You haven't given me any spoilers, have you? I don't no. think you have. Have you? No, you haven't. No, I don't think um, so. No, have. I've got the wild card. I've got Judy's book. I'm going to start that on the plane. I've got a couple of hours on the plane. I think I'm going to get, really get stuck that. Into that. I'm going to buy it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to get the wild card. I want to read it. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to it, actually. And when she was on Five Live with us, Billie Jean King was on, and she said suddenly said to Judy, "I've read it and I loved it." So it was all happening. It was all happening on this table on the broadcast roof, which seems like a very, very long. T- I do. I do enjoy Wimbledon, but it's 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 well, I suppose like any slam, it's quite brutal, isn't it? Sort of. Just- yeah, you have moments when you think this is never going to end. This yeah, I'm going to be here forever. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then it's done, and you're like, "Oh, it's done. Oh, okay." And, and then it's just to... you know because it, it's long days; it's every day for fourteen days, so you're you're really in it. I mean, I did qualies as well. I know you were at Eastbourne the week before, yeah. But um, you know, you're really, yeah. I mean, you're just so in it and not doing anything else. <laughs> you're just sleeping and doing Wimbledon. It's <laughs> That's true. all you it's do. True. But you it... do. I think you get to about day six, day five or six, where the first week's not quite done, and you're like, "Oh my." wow okay we've got a long way to go and it's still enjoyable of course it is it's an amazing job but you know there's always a wall there's there's always a wall around a corner during a grand slam or during a tournament there's always a wall that you'll slam into at some point and you kind of rebound off and you sort of go again but it's um yeah no i need to before we go because i feel i feel like i i i did say i mentioned about yannick sinner's shoes and I didn't oh yes, go sorry. Into yes, I went. I went off down a road. Yeah, about bald people and cats. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more important than Yannick Sinner's shoes. So, Sinner, now yeah. love a bit of innovation and trying something different, which is what I think this is. Um, didn't work. Well, you could argue it did. He made the semis, right? So you could argue it, it's it did It's a pretty work, good run. Which yeah. is his best grandstand performance. But a big shout out to my friend Raj, who uh, was talking, to, we, we were discussing his shoes. 
Um, because, you know, he was slipping and sliding all over the place, right? And he was yep. getting stuff stuck in his shoes and he was, you know, he was having, having issues. Um, but he was he was wearing old shoes. You could see they were discoloured at the start of the match, which most players wouldn't do. They would use fresh shoes, fresh pimples to get as much grip as possible, um, which would allow him to slide and slip a bit more. And he also had a massive chunk through the middle of the sole taken out, um, just there was nothing there. So again, to really decrease the amount of friction and grip that he has on his shoes. So you can only really come to the conclusion that he was wanting to try and slide on the grass court is is what, what, what we were thinking, really, with the analysis of the shoes. And as I say, based on his performance in the semifinals, didn't work. Based on the yeah. fact that he got to the semifinals, possibly did, did work. work. Maybe it worked Ooh. to an extent. But anyway, it's just interesting. I've never seen anybody do that. Um, he was wearing Nike shoes. If you think Alcaraz was wearing Nike shoes, but his were completely normal, full covering, full pimples on the bottom. I mean, there was a massive hole out of the middle of um, Yannick's shoes. I've never seen anybody do that at all. Um, but yeah, no, just thought it was was worth mentioning. As I say, part of me thinks, oh, that didn't work, Yannick, because you were falling over ridiculously in your semi-final and then part of me thinks you made a semi see this is why this works because you, you bring the pimples on the shoes and and I, <laughs> yeah. I i talk about the five carrots that followed him around wimbledon and this, this is why this works we just sort of come together and we we cover the whole gamut of, of everything we should say congratulations to denis shapovalov and miriam bjorkland who have got engaged that's a happy piece of news very sweet good for them yeah very nice and Kevin Anderson returned to the tour on the grass. Of course, he returned on the grass. Um, also winning. I mean, he just said, didn't he? He said he was hitting through the court with his friend, just through the middle of the court. It felt good. And then Roger Federer happened to be in town. Had a chat with Roger Federer. I mean, it all... I mean, why I mean, not? if Roger says play again, well, you play you know, again. Yeah. You know. I mean, if, if Roger, well, if Roger says, says goes... You basically, you just, you just listen to it. And we've still got Caroline Wozniacki... Who was in the exhibition sort of legends event? She's going to be. She'll back. be coming back. She's a Mon. Is it Montreal? I'm fascinated she- to see how that goes. I'm. I. I cannot wait. So that's going to be in Canada, and then she's got world card main draw of U.S. Open. So, look, as we know, tennis doesn't stop. There's been a few pictures. There is that slight break because you got married, didn't you? When did you get married? This week or last week? When's your wedding anniversary? What? When's Me? your wedding? Yeah, because you because <laughs> do you, you picked it in the the week. Where most people wouldn't be playing tennis, right? You still have a tennis yeah, player. Yeah, is the week the week after the week after Wimbledon? Yes. Yeah, there no, we my go. wedding anniversary uh, is today. Oh, happy we anniversary! Happy, and you've spent it with me. That's a very special. I have. Oh. Well, because both me and my husband completely forgot. I actually got a text <laughs> from my aunt saying happy anniversary at about two p.m. and I thought, is it? And I looked at the calendar. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's four years." Uh, and then I I wow. messaged Ben and and said, uh, uh, "Happy four year anniversary," I guess with a question mark. And he was like, "Ah, right." So. Well, I only remember because it's it's that week after Wimbledon, isn't it? When players, there's lots of pictures of players on beaches. It's that week where people can sneak a little break. Yeah, I mean, week after Wimbledon, it's almost like I should remember. It's quite obvious in the calendar, <laughs> isn't it? There you go. Oh, I can't believe... Well, I think it's a perfect note to end on by saying, I think I'm an hour ahead. So you've still got a little bit left of your anniversary to enjoy. I'm I'm running out of 
Thursday night, but you've still got a little bit left. So happy, happy anniversary. Thank you. In the household. And as we know, tennis doesn't stop. It never stops. Uh, we will, I will get through my pyjama day next week. I will watch 15 Love. I will read the wild card and then we'll have like a review session on the pod next week. Let's, let's review the movie next week. Can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye.